Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, the experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. This is episode 33, and I'm your host, Corey Pennypacker. I don't know if many of you know this, But Bible to School has over 40 years experience of sharing the gospel to thousands of children attending public school during their school day. Yes, I said during their school day. It's once a week over lunch and recess, and we teach communities to share the good news of the Bible with public school children. With all that experience, we have seen three questions over the years bubble up that all kids want to know. First, they want to know, where did I come from? Then What's my purpose? And the third one, what happens after I die? Today, we're going to zero in on that last question. What happens after I die? We're going to be speaking with one of my very knowledgeable and one of my favorite co-workers, Stephanie Smith, who is our director of operations at Bible to School and also helped write our curriculum for second, third, and fourth graders. Stephanie is a trained public school teacher and knows how to answer tough questions. All the resources that Stephanie and I talk about will be on our show page at BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. So make sure you go check it out. Also, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts on this specific question. Let's join Stephanie now to learn how to answer the question, what happens after I die? Well, welcome, Stephanie, to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. We are so glad to have you today. I'm so glad to be here. We are going to be tackling a really important question that kids have. But first, before we do that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your role here at Bible to School, about your family and what you like to do for fun? Sure. At Bible to School, I have the seat of the Director of Operations and That title sounds just like what I do. (laughs) I just make sure everything in the background, all of our systems, our processes are aligned and working smoothly so that everybody else can do their jobs with excellence for the glory of God. That's exactly what you do and you do it well. (laughs) And I thank thank you for that. (laughs) I am married to Jeff. Uh, my husband of almost 25 years. We're looking forward to that anniversary coming up this summer. And we have three lovely daughters, Abby, who is 21, Jenna, who is turning 19 in just a week, and Lauren, who is 15. All three of our daughters are Bible school alumni. They've all come through our programs. We've tested a lot of different activities and lessons on them through the years, but Now, as they're older, they get to volunteer with Bible to School uh, using their various gifts. And it was so great last year to see our our oldest daughter, Jenna, who was then a senior in high school, have the time and opportunity to volunteer in one of our classes. Yeah, she did a great job. She (laughs) she had a little group of girls and they loved her. 
They did. They did. And they see each other around town. Mm-hmm. We're, we're lined up waiting for a, a parade to start at the end of last year. And her one little girl walked by and the two of them ran and hugged each other. And mm. she got to say hi to, to that little girl's parents and, and be introduced. And you know, it's just neat to see the relationships that grow out of these Bible school classes and, and how they still want to keep in touch and see how each other are, are doing. So it neat way to see my daughter grow in faith while she was helping to disciple and grow the faith of some kids who were younger than her. So very cool things happening there. Uh, our family in our spare time, when we head out for vacations, we either like to go camping or, or hit the beach. Those are our two favorite spots to get away from things and just relax. Yes. My favorite story from one of your getaways was that you got to see a whole family of bears one time outside of your cabin, which I thought, wow, you thought that was exciting. I would have not thought that was exciting, but it was mama and baby cubs, right? Mama and two cubs. Yeah. Amazing to see her protecting her cubs by chasing a, a male bear off of the property and up through the woods. And there are these two little baby cubs just scampering up the tree. They are really fast climbers, by the way. <laughs> And they waited until Mama Bear came back. And we waited too, because now we felt responsible for these two baby cubs up in the tree. (laughs) So we waited too. And Mama came back and and gave the all clear signal. And they came scampering down. And yeah, just to watch them all interact and see this mama loving on her cubs. It was it was very cool. Well, that kind of transitions into Bible to school. And our audience out here, they need to know that. You know, we really take seriously that we care for and disciple and and tell the children about Jesus during the school day, especially the kids that aren't able to go to church or or don't have that kind of uh, support in their in their lives and spiritual support. And when we create a safe place for kids to ask spiritual questions, and one of the main questions children ask, especially this year, this post-COVID year, is what happens after I die. It's a really good question, really tough question. Your background is that you, you know, you're a teacher, you were a public school teacher, and you also have written the curriculum for Bible school. So you have a lot of experience in this. So I'd love to hear hear your thoughts on tackling this question when children ask that. Yeah, absolutely. And what what a million dollar question this is that the kids ask. What happens after I die? I think innately we we all want to know <laughs> what happens after i die we're all so curious about that and and when you think about it we don't have any eyewitnesses to tell us one of the people who was an eyewitness to what happens after i die lazarus who was resurrected didn't have anything to say on the matter <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> it's he didn't not recorded anyway so we don't know exactly what that looks like so as we are As we're talking with the kids about what happens after I die, we do have some things that God has revealed to us that we can go back to in the Bible. And and we know for certain, for example, that after we die, we don't cease to exist. Uh, In Luke 23, as, as Jesus is talking with the other thief on the cross, he says, today you will be with me in paradise. They both knew their physical bodies were not going to be living anymore, but that promise of you're going to be with me today, it means that there is life after death. And and we see that God created us way back in the beginning to be body and soul and spirit. So while our bodies might cease to exist, our soul and our spirit are going to 
continue to exist after we die. And that's something that we can go back and, and start this conversation with, with the children that, that there is something after we die. Well, isn't that, I have a, a story that I had had a young, a group of fourth graders that we were, you know, we're talking about the story of Esther and they did a skit up front and they, you know, brave queen Esther, she saved uh, her people from, you know, ruin. And we came back to the table. And as you all know, in the curriculum, the question is, because we're always trying to get the kids to think and to really apply it to their lives. And I said, you know, what did you learn about Esther that you didn't know before? And one of the little girls raised her hand and she said, Esther's parents died. And I thought that was very interesting out of all that she could figure out on that story that she, you know, that Esther's parents died. And, she, and then one by one around the table, Stephanie, kids said, well, you know, my grandfather died. Well, well my uncle was shot. Really serious stuff. And they mm-hmm. all were just looking at me. And I said, you know what? God's got this. It's okay. We are made by God and he has, he has a way to give us eternal life. So I was able to talk to them, but I was also amazed at what triggers kids' questions like this. I know some of our, our listeners, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts and uncles, they're probably like, sometimes those questions come out of the blue because we talk about heaven. You just you know, said God's you know, mm-hmm. we're not, our body is going to keep going. So what about heaven? What, what kind of things should we say to kids about heaven? Yeah, that's a really natural question that would come after us talking about what happens after we die, that our soul continues. The next question that kids follow up with is, well, well, what about heaven? <laughs> what happens there? What does that look like? And when you think about it, we approach it kind of like taking a, a trip or a vacation. We want to know about the destination that we're going to. We want to be able to anticipate maybe plan for what the weather's going to be like or the different activities we're going to be doing and look up YouTube videos on what it looks like <laughs> and, and add things to Pinterest. And, and we anticipate what that trip might look like and, and, and what might happen. So same goes for heaven. We're, we're all wondering, well, what is it like? And what will it be like? And what will we do when we're, when we're there? So uh, what we can talk about with kids is that, yes, there, there is a heaven. God tells us that, that there is a heaven, there is a place he's preparing for us and that he is there and that Jesus is there. And we also know that the only way to be there with God, with Jesus is through himself. He's told us that over and over. John 14, six, he says, uh, you know, the way to be with God is through me. And we also know through the Bible that we're going to be judged before going into heaven and that through that judgment, we are all going to be found wanting. There's none of us through anything that we do here on earth that is going to be good enough to gain God's favor and, and gain that admittance with him in heaven. God's going to open up those, <laughs> those books, <laughs> that, that yes. book of life. And if our name is not written mm-hmm. in that book of life, we will be denied entrance there. So the kids are then asking, well, how do I get my name written in the book of life? How do I go through that judgment and and come out on the other side to be with God? And that is through Jesus. And with Bible to school, we like to talk about Jesus's righteousness being put on us kind of like a cloak Mm -hmm. and kind of like a coat, and it totally covers us. So when we place our faith in Jesus and invite him to be part of our life, and God is giving us that faith, it's like Jesus taking his perfect righteousness that he has. It's part of his being. And he's putting that on top of us. 
so that mm-hmm. as, as God is looking at everything we've said and done here on earth, Jesus is just going to cover everything that we've done. And that is the way to be with him forever in heaven, because God can't be with sin. And, and Jesus is the way to cover our sin. Okay, so Jesus is the way to cover our sin and get to heaven. But you have the kids that have the like extra script. You know, they're always going to the next level. You always have those kids in every group. Of yeah. course. <laughs> so they're like, well, how can I be sure what happens next? Just how can I be sure? Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about scripture is that God gives us that assurance that he is going to keep his promises, that everything that right. what he said in the Bible is true. We read in, in John 10, 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Wow, I absolutely love that verse. Yeah just to picture God holding us in his hand and he's never going to let go of us once we have put our faith in him. And, you know, really that, you know, that becomes our comfort then both for living and for dying or our only comfort in life and death is that we belong to Jesus Christ, no matter what else happens here on earth, no matter what trials we go through, what circumstances we find ourselves in, we belong to Jesus. And that can be such a comforting thing for us. I know. And he talks in the Bible about there'd be no more sadness, no more tears. That's just a beautiful thing to have that hope and assurance of all those things in heaven. And what a great, I mean, the kids' faces just light up and it's just this relief that I've seen in their, in their faces that, okay, God's, like I said, God's got this. We don't God's have to worry this. about it. And, and something as simple as that is easy to say to children. But then again, kids that want to ask even more questions, they keep going, you know, and, and their kids are so curious, especially about this topic. Like I said, this topic is, this question is asked probably the most at Bible to School. So we want, we want our listeners to be prepared. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. I have an old Bible at home. Where can I find this stuff? We love that our children are learning that truth is found in God's Word, and they want to read it for themselves. Many Bibles published today incorporate helpful tools, such as topical indexes to find passages referencing specific topics. Some contain ideas that come in handy to spark reading even more passages about a particular subject a child is interested in. We recommend coming alongside children and showing them not only those tools, but online resources like Bible Gateway or the Bible app. These tools quickly search scripture for words, phrases, and topics that interest children so that together you can find even more truths in the Bible to discuss. Then they go on to, so, you know, what does that mean for living life now? Okay, that, that's death and heaven and all that, but what does it mean for living now? Yeah, exactly. As we're talking about that, that day of judgment, we're going to stand in front of God and he's going to look at everything that, that we've done and Jesus is going to cover that. Well, how does, okay, that's there, but what about now? Yeah, what about now? now? So what, what happens now before all of that? And as we continue to study God's word, we're going to keep seeing this cycle of guilt, grace, and gratitude just woven all through scripture. And we can apply all of that to our lives. The the guilt that God has laid out his law, here's what you need to do, that we can't do that law perfectly. No matter how hard we try, 
we've probably broken God's law five times already today. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. And it's first thing in the morning. So we're continually being reminded through God's word that we can't be that perfect person. Only Jesus could uphold God's will and be in God's will totally and completely in alignment. That's not us. So we've got things that we need to atone for. We need to ask forgiveness for. And through God's grace, he gave us Christ and he gave us Christ on the cross to atone for those sins, to forgive all of those sins if we place our faith in him. And when you think about the magnitude of what he's done and what he's offering to us, how can you then turn from that and not live a life full of gratitude? When someone offers to pay all of your debts, don't you just want to thank them and thank them and and thank them? So, you know, we turn to Christ and we turn to God and and we say, how can we worship you? (laughs) How can Mm. we worship you in the way you want to be worshiped? How can we live a life that's pleasing to you to show our thanks for everything that you've done? And uh, you hear themes of that coming out of the Lord's prayer. And when we ask for your will to be done here on earth, that means we are part of this process of becoming like Christ and working through our our sanctification, working through our, our holiness. We're never going to get to perfect like Christ did, but through the strength and hope of the Holy Spirit, he continually day after day after day helps us to live that life of gratitude and become closer to Christ. So our good works then become an outpouring of gratitude for what God has done with us. What he's already done. That he's already done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And continues to do for us. It's not a good works are going to earn me points to get into heaven. Mm -hmm. But we don't see it like that anymore. We see those good works as thankfulness and gratitude instead. Right, right. And that's what the world's telling our kids all the time. You've got to be good enough. You've got to be good enough. And that really is a lie. It's not true based on especially what you you were just talking about in scripture and the promises and Jesus covering us like a cloak. I love that. Covering us mm-hmm. like a cloak. Yeah, you, can a, you can even put a cloak around your child when you explain this to them as a yeah, visual. Grab a big blanket and wrap them up. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. We talk about the cycle of sin and how we're, you know, we're always we can't be good enough. And kids understand that because when, when when I mention that, they're always like, yeah, I was fighting with my with my sister today, you know, and I, I wasn't listening to my mom. And Paul talks about that. I do what I don't want to, you know, don't want to do. I, I want to be good and I, I can't. But again, such a relief to the kids and just something so special to be telling them this truth. And, and, and we're adults and not all of the adults in their lives are going to tell them this truth. So it's so exciting to have our listeners understand how much of an impact they have. But what if they don't, can't answer all the questions, Stephanie? I mean, we, what if you're like, uh, I just got stumped. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So We want to let you off the hook. It is okay if you don't know the answer to your kids' questions. There are going to be a lot of questions that they have. And some, you're going to be able to go back into the Bible and and search out and find God's truth and point them back to God's word. And that is awesome. Use the resources that are in your Bible, like topical indexes and study notes and such to dig into God's word and see what God has told us. And if you're not finding the answer, that's okay. For example, If we look in Revelation chapters 20 through 22, it paints this beautiful picture of heaven. It's going to be more beautiful, more perfect than anything we can imagine. 
And a lot of biblical scholars even can't quite agree if that's a literal interpretation of heaven or if it's a figurative interpretation of heaven. But either way, reading that, we know it's going to be something beautiful and perfect and glorious. So it's okay to say, and we heard this from our Bible to school kids earlier this year when they were talking about heaven. One child asked, asked about, well, is this going to be in heaven? And another child said, you know, we don't know everything about heaven yet. Wow. And that was awesome because you're absolutely <laughs> right. God has yeah. us everything about heaven yet. So don't feel like you have to fill in the gaps, like you have to have the answers or that you have to assume what might happen. It's okay to leave some of those things be a beautiful mystery that because we know God has this and God is holding this in his hands, we know it's going to be perfect and glorious. We don't have to worry about all the fine details. We can rest in God's promise that that he does have this and the things he hasn't told us can be a beautiful mystery, a beautiful present that we get to open when we get to heaven and God fully reveals it all to us. What a neat thing to anticipate along with our children. That's beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you so much for sharing with us today out of your amazing knowledge and how, of children and your experience of children and how we've fielded lots of questions. So if you as a listener and you have any questions that you want to bring to Bible School, go to our website and tell us that. We would love to answer any of your questions or any of your kids' questions that they, that they give. But Stephanie, could, could you please end us in prayer now? I would appreciate that. I'd be happy to. Thank you, Corey. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, we thank you for this time, this space that you've given us to, to think about what is coming next, to anticipate the, the beautiful, glorious gift that you have for us in heaven and in being with you. And Lord, we just thank you that you have given us the solid promises in your word that when we accept your son as our savior, when we admit our guilt, when we can confess our sins and ask you to forgive them, you are faithful and just to forgive us from all of our sins. And you'll put that cloak of righteousness on us so that we can be with you. Lord, what a beautiful, solid promise that is. We thank you for the comfort that we find in that, in this life and in, in anticipating what comes next. And Lord, we just pray that those listening would just have confidence to be talking about these things with their children, to enter into anticipation along with them, that beautiful childlike anticipation of a, a gift being waiting to opened on Christmas morning. And Lord, we just pray that it would draw both of them closer to you and glorify you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome, Corey. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you, but isn't it great that we don't have to know all the answers to tough questions kids ask, that we can go straight to the Bible to get answers, and that we can just share simple answers. No theology degree is needed. The Bible really does have all the answers for kids and adults to seemingly tough questions, because both kids and adults wanna know what happens after they die. Now that you know, we would love to hear from you on social media. Find us on Facebook or Instagram, tell us, how you answer the question from kids or adults. To learn more of how you can bring a Bible to School program to your local school, go to BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and connect with us there. Next week, we're so excited to hear from President and Chief Story Officer, Joshua Inc. of Sight & Sound Ministries, the nation's largest entertainment company of its kind drawing nearly 1.5 million people each year from around the world 
to its locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and Branson, Missouri. We're gonna hear how they bring the Bible to life on stage and about their newest show, David. They're good friends of ours and you won't wanna miss this. Thanks for being with us and remember, you can tell the children about the love of Jesus and answer even the toughest questions with simple answers from the Word of God. See you next time.